The winning streak starts right now for Indiana basketball. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. It is the Locked on Hoosiers podcast. I'm your man, Jacob Goins. I appreciate you making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen each and every day. We are part of the Locked on Podcast Network, which is your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Indiana hosting Iowa in the men's side in Assembly Hall right here in Bloomington. And guess what? The winning streak, it starts right now. I'm calling it. Indiana's going to win this game tonight. They're going to start getting on a roll I'm going to tell you why they are. We'll talk about keys to the game, what's got to happen, what can't happen, what we have moving forward, and then the latest bracketology. That's what's coming up on today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers. I appreciate you being here. Shout out to all my everydayers. Uh, If you're on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the channel. We're making that push to 1,700 subscribers. As of right now, as of this recording on YouTube, we're at 1684. Let's get to 1700 before the start of February. We got just a couple of more days. So come on and be a part of the journey. And if you're on any of your audio platforms, we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Indiana basketball, the men hosting Iowa coming off of three straight losses against those top 15 teams. Those opportunities uh, to get massive quad one wins, and now you're out of those. And now you've got a couple of games here at home if you're Indiana uh, to try and string together some wins, man. Beat the teams that I think you are supposed to. And while the numbers may not love Indiana in this game, I think that's ridiculous. I really do. I think that's just dumb, to be completely honest with you. You look at these two teams, Indiana and Iowa, and if you just compare logos and records, they are the exact same, right? Both teams are 12 and 8 overall, 4 and 5 in conference play. According to ESPN Analytics, Iowa has a 55, almost a 56% chance to win this game, giving Indiana just a 44% chance. And I think a lot of that has to do with the unknown status of Khalil Ware. I really do. I think that has a lot to do with this. We had a lot to say about this yesterday on the show about whether Khalil Ware can go or not, what he, how he impacts this team offensively and defensively. And I'll say this, we'll play both sides here. If he does not go, okay, if Khalil Ware does not go in this game, we may be in trouble. We absolutely might be in trouble because I was got a guy that can absolutely light it up. And his name is Cricky, okay? the uh, Ben Cricky can absolutely light it up, all right? He averages almost 16 points a game, five rebounds, two assists, averages a steal, um, turns it over a couple of times, but here are his shooting numbers, all right? 56% from the floor, 74% from the free throw line, and 36% from three. And if you watch him, his jumper is smooth. It's very smooth for a guy that stands at six foot nine and 245 pounds. All right. Now, 
Defensively, if Khalil Ware cannot go, he is going to be an issue because it's going to be Malik Renew on him. And there's really no other option. I don't trust McKenzie Mbako here on this guy. He he can put it on the floor. He can finish off the backboard. He can sh shoot little hook shots. He'll pull up from 18 feet and bury it from the jumper or from the elbow. I mean, this guy has got it going on. All right. So I think if Khalil Ware does not go, and to be honest with you, even if Khalil Ware does play, I think this is Malik Renew's assignment. I really do. I think this is Malik Renew's matchup, and we'll see how it goes, right? Offensively for Malik, I don't know. Um, if he's going up against this guy, I think he's good. I don't think he's great defensively. I've watched enough of him in Iowa's ballgame so far, and he's definitely more a offensive threat than he is a defensive threat. Other guys that can score for Iowa, they've got three of them. All right, they've got him, they have Perkins, and they have Sanford. All right, two forwards and a guard. If there is a highlight in this game, it is Iowa has more forwards that are going to make some plays rather than guards, but I think some of those forwards play as big guards. And what I mean by that is they can ball handle, they can shoot, they can orchestrate the offense, even if they are on the taller side of things. And so what that means is Indiana has to be able to guard one through five. And that means Trey Galloway. That means Xavier Johnson. That means McKenzie Mbako, man. You can just tell he is a freshman defensively. But when is he going to take that next step on that end of the floor? We've seen a lot of it offensively. We've seen a lot of confidence on the offensive side of the floor. But he still gets lost, right? He still gets just kind of looking around and not knowing what's going on. And ball watching has been really bad with him. Not boxing out has been really bad with him. Those things have to to change because this team averages 37 rebounds a game and 19 assists. Those two numbers tell me they pass the ball really well and they go after their misses. And I think if Indiana is not careful, they cannot afford to be out-rebounded by 8 to 10 like we've seen in the past in the Big Ten. Iowa will make you pay. They're not a great team by any means, but they have a good game plan. And I said these teams are identical. You look at the teams they've played between Iowa and Indiana, the teams they've beaten and the teams they have not. Man, it's almost literally identical, right? They've played Michigan twice. They split that series. They're coming off that win against Michigan on the road. They lost to Maryland. They lost to Purdue. They lost to Wisconsin. They beat Rutgers. They beat Minnesota. They did beat Nebraska. So very, very similar here are Iowa and Indiana. Now, if Khalil Ware goes, I really like Indiana's chances here because I think things were built off of and things were starting to happen against Illinois. I really do believe that. And I think Indiana wins this basketball game. If Khalil Ware doesn't go, I think it's going to be a lot tougher, but I still think it can happen, right? What type of guard play do you get from Xavier Johnson? What kind of production do you get from Xavier Johnson? And a huge question is, this game is at home. Can Indiana come back home and get comfortable here in, in, in Bloomington at Assembly Hall? Can they find a way to get the crowd behind them and rally? Because the crowd's going to be with them, right? Us Hoosier fans, we haven't given up. We're not done yet. And especially inside of our own building, we're going to try and beat everybody that we can. I really do think Indiana needs to use that. 
I think it's a huge key to the game. We're going to get to some more of those coming up here on Locked on Hoosiers. But I think this game could start a little bit of a run that could build some more confidence, and maybe there's an upset or two brewing down the road for this Indiana team. But it all starts tonight with this game against Iowa inside of Assembly Hall. We'll look at some keys to the game, plus some bracketology later in the show. Indiana is not in it, right? But we've been taking a look at it. What opponents are for Indiana? Who can they play down the road that's in the tournament, maybe on the bubble, that could get them some of those quad one wins and find them hearing their name called on Selection Sunday? All that coming up in just a second here on Locked on Hoosiers. Today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers is brought to you by FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seats on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks or drinks, and placing some super bets. Right, Super Bowl Sunday, you get together with all your friends, your family. Everybody's bringing food. Everybody's betting all day. You're talking about what you want to put a little money on, right, for fun, entertainment, right? Have some fun while you're watching the game, and there's no better place to do it than with FanDuel. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two, hey, or three if you're good, right? Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Welcome back into Locked on Hoosiers. I appreciate you making this your first listen each and every day. We are, of course, a part of the Locked on Podcast Network, which is your team every day. And speaking of Locked on and the Podcast Network, if you have not checked out Locked on Sports today on YouTube, you've got to go check it out. 24-7 streaming channel, all sports, all leagues, all teams, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Go check them out. Subscribe to their channel. After you subscribe here and you're done watching, go check it out. They do a wonderful job. All of our wonderful Locked On hosts are over there at Locked On Sports today on YouTube. So go and check that out. Let's get into some keys to the game. All right, Indiana hosting Iowa. All right, coming off of coming off this rough stretch for Indiana, right? It hasn't been hasn't been a lot of fun. Right? We've lost our last three games in a row. We are uh let's see, two and three. Five in our last seven games, which uh, that's not that's not great, right? Not very great. In time to get some wins against teams that we are supposed to beat. I don't care what the ESPN analytics say. I don't care what the betting line says. Indiana is the better team. Indiana should win this game. It's at home in Assembly Hall, the greatest place to play a college basketball game. There's no reason Indiana should lose this game. Okay. Here are some keys. Here's why that should happen, and here's how that can happen to start what I believe could be a little bit of a run and a turnaround for this Indiana basketball team. I mentioned it a little bit. The biggest one is Khalil Ware. What is his status? What is his health, right? Did not play against Illinois. He was out of the boot, which was a good sign, but we just don't know where he stands, right? And we just don't know how healthy he is, what percentage is he, and I've, I've talked at nauseam about how I feel about 
whether we get him back or bring him back too early or whether he could get hurt or re-aggravate it, whatever the case may be. So I think it's it's safe to say for this show, as of now, I'm going to talk like he's not playing. And if he does play, then disregard. And I think Indiana has a really good chance to win if Khalil Ware plays. But if he does not, given he has not played in the last few games, I still think the Hoosiers found something against Illinois. But the thing they have to do, and maybe coming back home is going to allow you to do this, if Indiana does not hit a three in this game, I'm going to lose my mind. I, I am, I'm going to go insane, all right? If they don't hit a three the entire game, again, for 40 minutes of Division One Big Ten level basketball, and you have however many players are going to get in this game, 9, 10, 11, 12, I don't care. If nobody can hit a freaking three, cancel the season. Just call it quits. Go home. Go back to your house. Go back to your parents' house and give up playing basketball. Like, that's how bad it's gotten, okay? And the problem is I trust one player on this team to make a three. One. And it's McKenzie Mbaco. That's it. That's the only guy that I trust on this team. That's a bad place to be. And I promise you, okay, I promise you, if I feel that way, other teams feel that way. And I'm not saying that I know everything, but what I'm saying is other teams understand there are just not three-point threats on this team, on this roster. And they are going to allow you to shoot the basketball. If they're smart, right? If they're smart, they will crash the paint. I would play a, if I was going against Indiana, I'd play a one-two-two, and I would not have my defender step anywhere near the three-point line. If I had a defender against Indiana step outside of the three-point line, I'd pull him. I'd pull him immediately because for now, there's no reason. There's no reason to guard Indiana that far because, A, they don't shoot it a whole lot. Well, they have nine shots from behind the arc over the weekend, and even if they do, they ain't going to make it yet right? They're not going to make it yet, but that's a huge key in this game. And I think it's a key moving forward. If we do want to get on this big run that I think we can go on, you've got to be able to hit some threes, man. Got to have confidence to shoot it and the skill to knock it down. And those things go hand in hand. You can't just throw it up and just say, man, we got to have one. Let's just, Hey, let's just throw it and see how it goes. You can't do that. Shots in rhythm, offense that works into shots, dribble penetration into the lane. I look for Xavier Johnson and Trey Galloway to both do that. And you know what? Stick Malik Renew or Khalil Ware if he does play. Stick those guys out there. They've made it before, right? I think open looks have to be have to be the key. Work from the inside out. That's what this team does so well. Defensively for Indiana, as we continue on with some keys to the game here, you got to grab rebounds. Got to grab rebounds. You cannot get dominated on the boards again. Iowa's tall. They're not overly tall. Indiana, without Khalil Ware, will struggle. They will. And I'm not saying you even have to win the rebound battle, but don't get out-rebounded by 10 or more on your home floor. Don't give up 15 offensive rebounds and 20-second chance points. Because as we've talked in the past, I just I don't think this Indiana team can compete with that unless they get a ton of turnovers, force a bunch of turnovers, which they've proven they can do. And then what does this team need to do when they force turnovers? You know the answer. They need to push the basketball. They need to get in transition 
quit playing five on five. This team obviously can't play five on five very well in Indiana. I look for them to push the basketball, get those blocks, get the steals, even off a rebound, push, throw it ahead, let's go. Because I think Johnson and Galloway, even in Baco, they're all good enough with the basketball in their hands to make something happen without having to set let the entire team get down there. And if you can get those transition buckets and get those points off of turnovers, those add up over time. And then you can overcome maybe giving up some extra rebounds in those second chance points. You can overcome not hitting enough three-pointers. And then uh, one of the biggest, it comes into the shooting category, make your free throws, get to the free throw line, and then make them. It's simple, right? We It's a complaint that every basketball fan has about their team at some point in time. They're free throws, right? I don't have to tell you. They're free. You're not guarded. You're not defended. You shouldn't make, you shouldn't miss free throws. Kickers shouldn't miss kicks, right? It's that whole same argument. I'm not saying go 100%, but damn, we need to go 80. I mean, go 80%, especially being at home, right? No reason not to make free throws. And you can tell how good of a shooter McKenzie and Baco is by his free throw percentage. He's, um, without looking it up right now, I would bet he's the best on the team. You know, he may not. I mean, maybe not because there's guys that probably have two for two or whatever, but you see what I'm saying here, right? He's a good free throw shooter. He is a reliable free throw shooter. Trey Galloway, not so much. Xavier Johnson, not so much. Malik Renew, sometimes. All that has to be fixed here because these are games you need. These are games you have to have. And if you're able to start building all of that up, you go into the Penn State game. Then you go on the road to Ohio State. Then you go on the road to Purdue. Then you play Northwestern and Nebraska. You've got those quad one games coming up. You have those chances to get big wins. Build those foundations right now. I know it's late. I know it's January, but better now than never, right? Better late than never. To get those things going and playing the right way, I think Indiana's more talented. I think Indiana will win this game. I think it starts a winning streak. And I hope so, because they need it. You need those big wins, and this is not going to be a big win. If you get it, cool. If you lose, oh no, right? Bad things are going to happen if you lose. I think Indiana wins. I really do. I think Hoosiers win. I think they bounce back. But I think this is the start of something really special. Well, coming up here on Locked on Hoosiers, final segment coming up, we'll look at the latest bracketology. Again, Hoosiers aren't in it. How can they get in it? And what teams are they playing from the Big Ten that are in bracketology? Conference breakdown, other opponents in Indiana has already played. All that and more coming up in just a second on Locked on Hoosiers. Today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk just a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. And you know what? That's pretty scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if my grandparents or my siblings or or one of my parents, right, got sick 
while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinuses, uh, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get $20 off your first order. Final segment here on Locked on Hoosiers. I appreciate you being here. Appreciate you being with us on another episode. We're getting into the week. We've been previewing Iowa coming to town to take on your Indiana Hoosiers. Taking a sidestep from that in the final segment, want to look at the latest bracketology. This came out yesterday uh, from uh, Joe Lenardi, and um, he has some interesting, interesting things in here. And, you know, you start looking at what the bracketology is and kind of what it looks like. And I I say this all the time, right? This is Joe Lenardi trying to predict what the tournament committee is going to do. Okay. This is not him saying what he would do right now. This is him kind of just predicting on what it's going to be. And no, Indiana's not in it. Indiana's not really close right now because they haven't done anything. They haven't beaten anybody, right? But you start looking at a lot of the teams that Indiana has played and will be playing, Purdue, Wisconsin, Illinois, right? Teams that you just got done playing, Wisconsin, you're going to see again, right? Other teams that you've played already that you obviously won't see again in the non-conference schedule, Kansas and Auburn, those are all teams that are top 16 seeds right now. So Indiana's strength of schedule has been pretty tough, and it's going to be even tougher down the stretch. But you start looking at some bubble teams from the Big Ten. Nebraska's on there, right? That's a huge game that Indiana has to play again coming up in just a short while. That's something where you take a bubble team like Nebraska, they're going to give you everything they've got. They're going to give you everything that they have to, to stay on the bubble and try to get in to the NCAA tournament. And looking at the conference bids right now, How about the Big 12 with nine? Nine teams are in, as of right now, from Joe Lenardi. The Big 10 has six, and I just don't think that's a whole lot. But, you know, I think that could change. I've talked about how I think the Big 10 has, unfortunately, just kind of beat itself up, and I think that's going to be the case because you start looking at Indiana's schedule, right? Purdue, that's a team in the NCAA tournament. Northwestern, tournament team. Wisconsin, tournament team. Michigan State has a chance to be a tournament team. Ohio State has a chance to be a tournament team. Nebraska, as of right now, is a tournament team. So over half of your games that are remaining, the only ones that aren't, Iowa, Penn State, twice, and Minnesota, and Maryland, maybe. I mean, maybe one of those could slip in, but eh, I doubt it. So it's safe to say that half of your remaining schedule are NCAA tournament teams. That's perfect for this Hoosiers team. That's perfect to go on a run, to start a run, and to build for what could be a big, magical Big Ten tournament and hopefully a nice selection Sunday, and we get to continue talking basketball, and we don't have to end our basketball talks early here on the show, right? I say all of that to say this. 
there's still so much basketball. But is there really? Right? How many games? I'll count them up right here. Two, four, six, eight, ten, eleven. We have 11 games left. Isn't that wild? We're two-thirds of the way through the season already. With just 11 more games, Indiana has not done anything to get themselves into bracketology or the NCAA tournament. But what if? It's my favorite game. What if they start winning? What if this team goes on a run? What if they go on the road and upset number two Purdue? What if they start taking down teams like Northwestern? and Nebraska, and they take down number six in the country, Wisconsin, thanks to the latest AP poll, right? What happens if they beat Michigan State? I've talked about how that could be, I mean, there's a chance that could be some sort of a play-in game for the NCAA tournament. How wild would that be at the end of the year inside of Assembly Hall? And I want people to remember that too. Even if the regular season doesn't end up like we wanted it to, I hate to bank on this, and I hate to go into this needing it, but you have the Big Ten tournament. And I've said this for years. I hate going into your conference tournament with that needing. I hate going into it needing wins to make the NCAA tournament. I just You're playing a risky game, in my opinion, a very, very risky game going into your conference tournament and have to have wins to make the big dance. Not saying it doesn't happen. Not saying it can't happen. Not saying it's overly bad. I'm just, you're playing, you're risking it. You're playing a dangerous game. I'd rather Indiana not be in that situation, but there's a good chance, even if you get a couple of wins here down the stretch, you still have to make a run or possibly even win the Big Ten tournament to really have a chance. So that's kind of where things stand right now. Big Ten's got six, potential for more and potential for less. And the Hoosiers, as I've said, have their opportunities, have their chances. But you got to pump the brakes on that just a little bit because your next two games, for sure, possibly three, don't have anything to do with NCAA tournament teams. But the Hoosiers have to win them to keep any hope alive. You start losing games like this, you're done for. It's over, and you have no chance to make the NCAA tournament. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers. Flew by, did it not? Had a lot of fun on the show today. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you being an everydayer. Again, if you're on YouTube, the video version, like the video, subscribe to the channel. It helps us grow. Let's get to that 1,700. All right, we got a couple of days left. Help us get there. We'd love for you to be a part of it as we continue to grow here at Locked on Hoosiers. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. You can subscribe there, turn on notifications so you don't miss episodes just like this one. Tomorrow we'll have more. We'll continue throughout the week having basketball. We'll have some football updates, I'm sure, as well. Talk some women's basketball. Hey, baseball season's coming up too, right? We'll have some, some content about that as well as we get through the Iowa game, then Penn State on Saturday, the Buckeyes the next week after that, and then on the road at Purdue. So we'll talk about all that over the next couple of weeks here on Locked on Hoosiers. Until then, though, Hoosier fans, stay safe, and I'll talk to you later.